0: Welcome everybody to the Who Do You Want to Be podcast and I'm excited today because I have my good friend Michael McIntyre from Dallas on board today and I am so looking forward to speaking to you Michael. Welcome.
1: Thank you. I'm so glad to be here Louise. I'm really honored. Thank you.
0: It's going to be fun. We have a lot of fun. So, Michael and I are friends. Um, Michael has done some coaching with me, which has been incredible. And I want to let you know a little bit about Michael and who he is, because Michael is a very interesting and fun person. He's got a huge amount of energy, he's a hugely successful entrepreneur. Uh, he built a $3 billion insurance company from zero. Uh, he's had a radical encounter with Jesus. He's been married to his gorgeous wife, Stacy, for 20, 36 years. And yes. he, uh, he, Michael coaches and consults uh, to charismatic churches, senior pastors, and brings that whole entrepreneurial uh, spirit into play. And uh, he's a world-class entrepreneur, uh, business coach, life coach. And now he's got a SEAL team. On board for his next level experience, uh, which is which is his holistic coaching program. Wow, you've done a lot, and you also <laughs> have three beautiful young uh, adults, daughters, and a son in love. <laughs> yes. So, and I know that that some of them are part of the business as well. So, I'm like, I'm really looking forward to 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 asking you lots of questions and hearing more about your story because you know I think what I've observed about you Michael is that you have the ability to reach deep into someone's heart and meet them where they're at and you know I think I've experienced like a lot of probably a lot of women experience is the boys club thing you know in corporate and even in churches and this is what I found was unique about you is that you had this ability to come to where at the level that people are at and challenge them to rise up and reframe. And so you're all about mindset, you're all about business, you're all about Jesus. So I'm excited to hear your story. So I would love to know, can you just tell us like the highlights and the lowlights of your story? Like tell us how you ended up going from, you know, a young child and building such a successful business. And then now where you're at now, what you're doing now, like share, I'd love to hear your story.
1: All right. Well, <laughs> thank you for that <laughs> kind introduction. And, you know, I'm so honored to be on here, Louise. And, and uh, you're, you're, <laughs> you've got it going on sister. You really <laughs> do. And I love your entrepreneurial spirit and your prophetic and what you're doing out there in the kingdom is just amazing. And uh, so just, yeah, uh, back at you, sister. So, my story, you know, it, it's kind of funny, you know. Uh, uh, during NLE, sometimes I share a little bit. I don't share the whole story, but I'll give you some uh, highlights and a few lowlights. But uh, yeah, I grew up in uh, Michigan and uh, was was went there. And uh, I, you know, my fam, my mother was married and divorced four times. Wow. Uh, my dad was. Uh, you know, my parents were, were good parents, but they were just confused. You know, they, it was the seventies they didn't know really what was going
0: Maybe. on. Yeah. And so,
1: uh, you know, it was a, it was a difficult time. And, uh, so there was five of us in our family at five brothers and sisters. And, um, I knew that I needed to go to college. I felt I needed to go to college and, you know, my parents never said, Hey, we'll pay for your college, you know, it was never in the vocab. And, and honestly, they just didn't have the money to do that. So I looked around and, I joined the United States Air Force and I figured I could go in the Air Force and get a college education. And uh, I like the Air Force uh, basically because I like their uniforms.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Hey, hey, the girls like their uniforms. Yeah, yeah, exactly.
1: (laughs) And so, uh, but I joined the Air Force and uh, I spent four years in the United States Air Force and Strategic Air Command. uh, And I went to college full time when I was there. And so, Which the Air Force was really good for me because I had to grow up because I went in when I was 17. I graduated high school early, uh, 17 and uh, went in the Air Force. And and it really was it was some of it was really difficult, but it was a good difficult. And it was it was a way for me to grow up and become a young man. And I went to college, like I said, full time. I got my degree, got discharged from the Air Force honorably. And I moved to Dallas, Texas, and I moved to Dallas. And I I, it was amazing because Dallas and Michigan were like, Two opposite ends of the spectrum because where I grew up at, you know, the factories were closing down. There was a big oil embargo at the time, and people were leaving Michigan, and and the Rust Belt was kind of dying up there. And so uh, Dallas was like a a a glamour city. It was like active. Everybody was making money. Uh, You know, I discovered there's beautiful women in Dallas, (laughs) (laughs) and so it was like this is awesome. So I came to Dallas and started working. And I, I did some, uh, I did modeling for a while. I did modeling when I was in the Air Force too. I did TV commercials and okay. uh, just to make extra money. And yeah. uh, which was kind of interesting. It was fun. And I got to Dallas and I did some more of that, uh, but that wasn't where I really wanted to go. And, you know, but it was fun and it paid some bills. And so, um, so I was working at a men's clothing store, a high-end men's clothing store. And we sold really expensive suits, Brioni's and some other real Italian suits. And, and I was working for this Armenian Jewish guy, and uh, he was brutal. <laughs> I mean,
0: <laughs> brutal. But
1: I learned a lot from this guy. And I was at, I was only there probably at six months. And these men would come in, and they weren't very old. They were probably in their mid thirties, and come in and spend you know 20000 dollars in a drop on suits, you know. And this was back in nineteen eighty two. Okay, wow. I mean, you know, that's some is- suit yeah they would they would spend some money and so eventually yes (laughs) i mean gold lettering i mean it's really cool and so they would say hey you know mcintyre you know you, you seem like a decent young guy you know you got an education you know you're in the air force why don't you come with us and sell insurance and i said yeah why not and so uh Because I wanted to, you know, I wasn't making any money selling these clothes. So I I joined these guys. They taught me the ropes. I got my insurance license. And the first week in the insurance business, Louise, I made like $6,000. Wow, that's a
0: lot back then. Hey, it
1: was. And, And what was funny is because I looked, I remember getting my first check and I looked at my last W 2 from the Air Force. Uh, for that whole year. And my last W-2 was $3,900 for the whole year. (laughs)
0: Multiplication, man.
1: Yeah. So (laughs) needless to say, I was kind of hooked on that. And I was just, it was just, it I don't want to say it was easy, but it was a natural fit for me to get into that business. And I did really well. Uh, I did very well. And then, you know, as, as in sales ge- deals go, that one left. And then I got in, started my own agency and got in the agency business, married, uh, mm-hmm. met my wife, married her and uh, started our own business. And, and it was kind of interesting because uh, it really taught me how to I learned how to recruit and train and motivate. And it was just it. like I said, it wasn't easy, but it was a natural fit because we worked hard. And yeah. from there and a lot of different things happened. Some companies went away, some companies you know, prospered. Then eventually I had my own agency. And that's when we really started doing well. And it, it was probably 1995, 94. My father-in-law had died suddenly, which was he was my mentor and kind of uh, my coach. And uh, he taught me a great deal about the business. And it was an unexpected death. And it was really hard on our family. Stacy was grieving. I was grieving. And um, so we had to start from there. And uh, it was a difficult time. I was 31 years old. And uh, so from that, it was like 1992, when he died. From 1992 to 19, from 2000, we had amassed uh Probably about a billion dollar company. We started it with our American Express yeah. cards.
0: You know? Wow, that's amazing. and,
1: and we just yeah you know, we recruited we worked hard and uh, Stacy was a great uh, help and uh, with that we just kept expanding and expanding and eventually we had forty offices around the United States and and uh, did really well. All that time though, I wasn't following the Lord. I wasn't I wasn't a believer. Um, in fact, I kind of didn't like the born-again Christians, so to yeah. speak. I just you <laughs> well,
0: I mean, would have met a lot of them in Dallas, I'm guessing yes. <laughs> Down the Bible. It was,
1: <laughs> it was just that separation I felt, you know, and I just yeah. didn't didn't resonate with me. So from that, uh uh later on as and I'll skip forward, but uh we had in 2007, I decided to sell my company and I had a radical experience with Jesus. I, I kind of joke a lot and I said, look, I, I was like uh I had, on the road to Damascus, I was knocked off my Bentley, right? (laughs) And and I did, and it was a radical experience. And uh, that was in 2007, uh, early 2008. And I gave my life to the Lord and changed everything. And so, yeah. And so we did that. And it was a difficult time after I sold the company because I was very active. We were very, you know, doing a lot. And then you go from that to not doing anything. Mm -hmm. And But I was on board for Jesus, which was really cool. And uh, had a good on-ramping system here in Dallas with one of the local churches called Watermark, which was a great Bible church. And Todd Wagner, who was a pastor, was really great and bringing me in to that. He taught real well. And we were there for six years, and I loved it. But Stacy wanted more and Stacy had always been a believer and so mm. she wanted more she wanted she wanted more so one of her friends says hey why don't you come and check out this this small church it's called upper room and uh is charismatic and Stacy was like yeah she's all right. <laughs> I didn't know what that meant I just thought maybe yeah the pastor was really good looking you know he's, he's got,
0: I hear <laughs> Stacy so, so, I hear you,
1: you. come <laughs> We went and it was just a small little church had like 150 people. In fact, it was an, it was above a veterinarian clinic, you know, and, Uh. and, 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 and ironically it was in a uh, gay section of Dallas is it was crazy, Uh. but, but that's where the Lord had it. And uh, so we got there and it was, it was crazy. And uh, my daughters loved it. Uh, I remember our 12 year old daughter, the first time we went, you know, they had fire tunnels and they had people, you know, manifesting and it was, it was <laughs> awesome. And Brecca, my youngest daughter, she was all in it for playing around. And, and, and there was some, you know, there was a lot of manifesting. And so we got out in the car. I thought, man, nah, Brecca's not going to be this. <laughs> a so little I bit
0: said, too woo woo.
1: <laughs> yeah. A little bit, you know, and I, so I thought Brecca, what did you think? She's 12 years old. Right. And she looked at me, she said, daddy, I had an awakening.
0: Wow.
1: I said, okay. <laughs> wow. And so a wise friend once told me, he said, if your kids like the church, you get to like it, right?
0: <laughs> yeah. So uh
1: we started going there. And then within a period of time, you know, uh you know, God put me in the leadership there and started doing some work there and started doing some executive pastor work, which I didn't want to be called an executive pastor. So I told him, I said, look, here's what I'll do. I'll be the CEO of this thing. I've <laughs> always been a CEO.
0: And yeah. So,
1: They said, okay, and then, you know, we worked with them, and uh, Michael Freeland Miller was great, and he taught me a lot, and he really showed me how Jesus' heart, and the difference between that Bible church and Upper Room was the Bible church was all about the teaching, and it was really good. It was good teaching, but the Upper Room, the charismatic world showed me that Jesus had a heart. Yeah. And mm. it was all about grace. And I really loved that. And it taught me a lot. And I needed the upbringing of the teaching of the Bible, the biblical thing that, you know, mm. I remember over at uh, Watermark, uh, we had, uh, and I was, you know, I was all in, except I, you know, cause I'm a business guy. I remember thinking, okay, you know, my heart's all in, but I'm not 75%. How can all this be, you know? And then uh, uh, Stobel, I think his name is Stobel. Um, Wrote the book, Uh, A Case for Christ. Uh, Anyways, he came in and spoke and that did it for me. It brought me 100% in. So back at the charismatic world, I really learned Jesus's heart and I learned how to worship and how to praise him and glorify him. And we started doing some work with with the pastors. We worked with the worship team uh, we had a lot of fun and it was hard, but it was good. And so, yeah, we kind of worked in that and we next level experience kind of came from that as well. So, and then, um, yeah, so we were there for eight years and then now we're over at storehouse, uh, with uh, Tracy Eckert and it's awesome. We love it. Uh, about 350, 400 person church right now and growing and her heart's amazing. And so, yeah, we're having a good time hanging out with the, with the, the charismania world
0: <laughs> what a story uh, you know I, I was just listening to michael and how like your whole life story the trajectory of your life evolved and you know when you're talking about being in the air force and then the clothing store because obviously clearly you like clothes and uniforms uh but then it's like he took you off this track not off this track but when you sold your business and you ended up in this in the in the in the world of Christianity, I guess, or born again Christianity, that you went on another track and and you found your flow in another track. And I I just keep having this sense of, you know, you talk about things being a natural fit. And I know that you talk about the plumb line and I know you you share about this in your next level experience and in, in your coaching, but I love that idea of the plumb line. And when you were sharing about the natural fit, you know, I had a client the other day and she's like, hates a corporate job. She's not a client, she's a new client, but she hates a corporate job. I met her like 10 years ago. She hated a corporate job back then and she's entrepreneurial. And she and you know, when you outgrow the environment and the box that you're in, you know it. And I think there's a lot of people that can relate to that, but you finding your flow, finding your river, finding your plumb line, finding a natural fit, That's what I'm hearing and, you know, it's almost like he took you on another track, a parallel track. You'd done the whole CEO entrepreneurial thing and then you went on this track um, with Jesus and, you know, he got your head with the word and then he got into (laughs) your heart with the grace and the love. And, and, And so I'm seeing this convergence everywhere and what I see in what you're saying is, you know, you've been out in marketplace, you've been out there, you've done that mountain, and you know i can relate to the marketplace mountain because i've been in that mountain in that mountain for a long time as well and now you know you're in the you're in the other mountain of you know what he's doing with the with the has dismantled the church and there's a convergence here this entrepreneurship with the commercial and i just love that because there's so many people who are kingdom who need the commercial Uh, understanding and wisdom to be set free financially and to be set free emotionally because there's a lot of broken people in the kingdom and they're out there trying to save the world but actually (laughs) I, I think there's a whole new wave and and so I love what you're doing with the churches as well helping them to to get known and to to share their message it's just amazing and Exciting, and uh, so I got a few questions for you. You ready? Absolutely. You ready, Freddie?
1: I'm. I'm, I'm sitting on go. Let's do it.
0: So, so in your experience, so you've been in a very successful in business, and we know that a lot of people are going into working for themselves out of corporate roles, and or they may be CEOs and they need to get their tribes to have an entrepreneurial mindset. You know, which is not something you learn at school or in a job usually. Uh, you know what? What would you say are the top, like the top three characteristics of someone who would be a successful kingdom entrepreneur? It's
1: a great question, and I'm a, I'm asked that a lot. You know, and what we look for is first of all, you got to be coachable. You know, one of the things that, uh, in fact, I I I just I'm coaching this uh, young man. I say young age, thirty six years old, and um, you know. Uh, and he's in a bad place, you know, uh, his business is okay, but his heart's in a bad place, and so I sat down with him, I said, look, if you really want this, okay, you're going to have, you're going to have to be coachable in this, because what what I do is I do, I, I'm going to coach you through the things that you don't want to hear, the things that you don't want to do, and the, I'm going to point out things that you don't want to see, so you can become the men or God, you know, the women, the uh, man or woman that God wants you to be. Mm. And so I think the very first thing, if you want to, if you want to go somewhere, like my father-in-law, he coached me. Okay. And it wasn't an easy coach. He wasn't Mm. because he loved me and I loved him and it was a difficult time. But like when I coach somebody, you've got to be coachable. You've got to be able to take that, you know, you've got to take that advice or that coaching and implement it. You know, mm. uh, just because you have the money for to hire a coach doesn't mean it's going to work. You've got to be, you got to humble yourself. So I think the first thing that, and as an entrepreneur, you've got to be coachable because in, in, if you don't have the money to get a coach, you know, then, you know, your spouse should be there or get a mastermind group, but you need to have somebody that's been there before mm. and then listen to what they're saying. And even if you don't understand it or you don't agree with it, you must submit to the process because- mm. If you don't, you know, and, and then that, that leads to the second thing, which is humility. You yeah. got to humble yourself. I, I like, you know, it's called dying to yourself, right? Nobody likes to die to themselves. No. I mean, it's yeah. painful. It sucks. You yeah. Know? Yeah. But, but that's <laughs> where you got to be. So you've got to be, <laughs> you got to say, okay, coach, you know, that's why I, I, I charge people a lot of money because, um, you know, most people, most entrepreneurs, their money goes, their heart goes where the money is. So, mm. you know, like, I, I tell my story about Sean Bowles. You know, he called me up, I don't know, four or five years ago and said, Listen, Mike, I want you to coach a family friend. I said, Okay. Uh, I said, Why don't you coach him? He said, Man, you can't coach your family. <laughs> I said, Isn't that <laughs> yeah, <it's so laughs> true?
0: Yeah, so true. You can't do it. Yeah, yeah. too close,
1: Okay. I, I, I said, Okay. I said, uh, You know, Stacy and I prayed about it. And I went back to him. I said, All right, it's, it's you, Sean. You're a friend. We love you. Uh, we'll do this pro bono. It goes, Oh no, 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 no. This guy's multimillionaire. He's got the money. In fact, I want you to charge him your rate and add 25% to it. <laughs> All right. And so but that's, sure. that's, yeah. And, and, yeah. and, and look, you know, and he paid it because he got in, he, he was on the calls. He was doing the assignments. He was in it and yeah. which was great. And, and I think that's real important. So you've got to be coachable, willing, willing to submit to the process. That's mm-hmm. number one. And, and anything as an entrepreneur, learn how to do things uh, and be flexible in that, right? So you got to be humble and you got to be flexible because you might come out and think, okay, I got this great idea. I'm going to make millions of dollars or hundreds of thousands of dollars or whatever it is. And as you start, it always looks good on paper. You know, Yeah. if, 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 we, if we could just if we could just take the whiteboard to the bank and get a loan on it, we'd all be billionaires.
0: Right? <laughs> true, <laughs> but, true. But,
1: but it, things change, and so yeah. the big word, you know, in twenty twenty is pivot. But well,
0: yeah,
1: I think I think what w- what you have to do is what, what I when I have my people, I say you need to be a quick change artist. Yeah, okay? yeah. that means. That, that you might look at something. Okay, here's your plan. You got a 30, 60, 90 day plan. And all of a sudden, okay, this isn't working. Okay. And all of a sudden God can drop you. And you know, this drop, drop an epiphany yeah. on you and think, or you wake up or you had a dream or you get a blueprint download on you and think, oh my gosh, this is the deal. And look, we're going to change it. Now, look, if you've got a staff, if you've got a team, they're going to get PO'd at you. All right. Yeah. But they get to get over it, get under it, or get around it.
0: Yeah, you know, that's, good. Or, they that's can, good or they can
1: leave and get out of it okay yeah but they, they've got to be able to be that way and so you know you're coachable you're humble you're ready to make changes and you don't fall in love with your idea mm-hmm. all right mm-hmm. so, so many entrepreneurs get this idea and and some feel that it's from God you know maybe it is maybe it isn't I don't know but you know if 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 you go out there and you need to have somebody to tell you, Look, you got spinach in your teeth, bro. Go brush your teeth. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, if, if, yeah.
1: If you don't have those people, you know, to tell you that cuz you know, I'd rather have them blow holes in your business plan than have, you know, somebody blow holes in your checking account. So you you've got to mm-hmm. have you got to be coachable, you got to be humble, and then the last thing you got to have is perseverance. Mm. Because so many times, you know, uh in fact I was talking to a a client today that, you know, it you know, they're in a storm, right? And we've all been in storms. Mm -hmm. And you know, and I, I call him a storm. And when you're in that storm, it looks like there's no way to get out of it, right? Yes. Whether it's financial, relational, spiritual, whatever it is. Yeah. And so, but that storm, if you stay, if you stay obedient to him and you cry out to him and you stay on the course, okay, he'll get you out of that storm. Okay. And you'll get out. And then once you, and it might storm might last three months, it might last three years. But once you're out of that storm, you're going to be better for going through that storm and you come out on the other side of it. So that perseverance is the key. And and when you persevere and you stay faithful to him, doesn't mean you're not going to pivot, doesn't mean you're not going to change, doesn't mean you're going to do different things, but you persevere through that. And you know, look, if you fail at that one, that's okay. It's the next one, okay? But the perseverance is really important. And a lot of times people say, "Well, I ran out of money, so I had to quit." Listen, money's not your problem, okay? Money's a solution to your problem. And you can always find money somewhere, right? Mm. But you don't need a lot of money. In fact, I tell most entrepreneurs, the worst thing you can have is a lot of money, mm. you know? Because mm. what happens, if you have a lot of money, you are lazy. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. yeah. And, wow. and 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 you're not as creative as you can be, right? Yep. And today, yep. entrepreneurs, Louise, are so blessed with all this. They've got oh Zoom. They got, they've got Google, know. Facebook, they got Instagram, they got all these tools. You know, for less than $5,000, you can be in business and scale that dog with the right property, with the right coaching, with the right uh, business plan. You can scale that thing to, you know, a million dollar business, you know?
0: Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, Absolutely.
1: Uh, you know, when I when I, my, when I started my business, I didn't have internet. We didn't have any of that. Yeah. You know, and I had direct mail campaigns, we spent $6 million a year on postage, right? Yeah, wow. Well, yeah. yeah. Back but, in you know, the day,
0: hey? And, yeah. I, mean, I remember picking up the phone, like <laughs> the old phone with the, you know, that you would dial the... the Motoring, yes. ...how old yeah. I am, right? Will you have a party for me? Will you have a party? You know, and then... Oh. And, but yeah, well... Yep couple of things you said i want to speak i want to yeah. speak to that, ask you about this so you mentioned the word um pivoting and you know I, I i joke that i feel like i've pivoted that much i'm like a ballerina on steroids right <laughs> <laughs> because yeah. the ability to pivot emotionally the ability to pivot financially is such a key because this is this is what i see and something else that you said about not falling in love with your idea that is that's powerful because creative people who often are entrepreneurial, they have the ability to pivot quickly because they come up with a lot of ideas. But often they're not as commercial, or they're they're highly emotionally intelligent. They're pouring out to a lot of people, but then emotionally they're burnt out, which I see a lot of CEOs and you know the the, the executives or you know high performing entrepreneurs they're on this performance disorientation. But what you said about about doing it and having the perseverance and being calm in the storm, you know, it makes me think of the racehorse running with grace, you know, rather than but still being able to pivot, but having enough people around you. Because I know I agree with you what you said about the that the investment of people investing, you know, when when there seems to be a correlation with somebody who's at the early stages who it's like a massive big deal for them to invest a couple of thousand dollars and they're struggling but then you have people as you as you move through the maturity of your levels in business you start to recognize that what you sow in into good places into a good coach into good uh, groups having the right people around you multiplies and I've experienced this many times and for me I had to I had to go from that sort of fear of investing in anything because we had all these financial roller coasters to right. push myself through that, push myself through that all the time. And now I like get really excited the more I spend <laughs> on a coach because I uh, don't let anyone know that. But, you know, it's it's <laughs> kind of like this is going to multiply. So what I if you're with the right mentor, the right coach, like yeah. you said, who has gone ahead and, you know, I feel like that is such a key because there's a level of maturity that's required to be a successful entrepreneur or kingdom entrepreneur. There's a level of maturity. And I feel like a lot of us, including myself, you know, there's areas of our life that I feel like we're still stuck at three, the age of three in certain areas where we've got things holding us up because you talked about the heart and you talked about, you know, the heart wounds and like how how big a role do you think that the heart the heart healing and the identity piece has in leading a successful, you know, big company or growing from six to seven or eight figures. How yeah. how important is that? Like,
1: what Great what's question. been your experience? Yeah, I mean, look, you know, even though I wasn't following Jesus, and I, you know, I was still, I had it, I, I was still compassionate, right? I would still help out people. I'd still do things, you know, for people. Uh, but I was also a shrewd businessman, right? And I learned business. And I learned, you know, as a lot of people do, you know, trial and error, you know, I always say I've got a $2 million law degree, right? And so, uh, and but it's, it's, it's the heart is really important. You know, there's two things in the world, I think, if you break it down, you've got fear and love right? Mm-hmm. And, and fear is not from him. If, if if you're in fear, you're worshiping the wrong God.
0: Yeah.
1: Right. And so, you know, and, and fear comes, you know, fear starts out and then anger persists, but love, when you come from love, uh, compassion. Okay. And, and grace. Okay. Abide, uh, abounds. And when that happens, you're in, you're in the river. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we'll, we'll get you to perfect your Aussie accent. Don't worry. getting there. You I'm sound like Tommy actually, but anyway.
1: <laughs> But it, it is that plumb line that we discussed. And, yeah. and, and, you know, and like Tracy Eckert says, you know, is a slipstream into the river. And when you get into that river, it all starts happening because what, what it is is because you're coming from love. You either, whatever conversation you're in, whatever business you're doing, whatever it is, if you come from love and love is abundant, okay. Mm-hmm. Fear is lack. Right. And so, what, uh, what I've learned to do is, is just trust in him. Okay. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, easier said than done. Right. Yeah. Especially, especially when you got to fork out, you know, you know, like on some of these things, you know, we spend forty, fifty thousand $50,000, you know, on, on, and at the setup, you know, and we don't charge anybody to come in. Right. Mm-hmm. So we're saying, okay, God, you know, cause Stacy came up with this idea about a year and a half ago and said, don't charge anybody. And it's like,
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: because the Holy spirit told me, I said, all right, we're wow. in. And so, uh, which we did. And so, uh, but when, but a lot of people, what happens is they run this tape, right? They run this tape. If yeah. they spend 5,000 or 50,000 or a hundred thousand or 20,000, whatever it is that they fear, okay, I'm losing that. instead, yeah. instead, what, like you said, you're planting that into fertile ground, right? Yeah. And if you do it right and you find the right people and you look for the fruit, because look, the the best fruit is at the end of that branch. Yeah. Yeah. And and you've got to climb out there to get it. Is it risky? Yes. Okay. But that's how we spell what faith F A you know, right? R I S K. Yeah. Yeah. So and and what what a lot of people don't realize is that the enemy, what he does is set up these faux walls of fear. And what happens is your biggest and greatest breakthrough are on the other side of that fear. Yeah, that's it. it. and the biggest and, and the bigger the breakthrough, the bigger the wall that he puts up. And he, he, he does this generational thing and pulls on it. So what we do is we kind of we kind of go to the root on that stuff. And we, we pull that root out and get rid of that fear. And mm-hmm. I want people to say, hey, you know what? You know, I, I met I often talk about this measure twice, cut once. Right. And what do I mean by that? Seek wisdom. OK, mm-hmm. run it, run it up the flagpole, get some wisdom and then make your decision and don't look back yeah there's not there's nothing worse than double-mindedness ambiguity is not of him and so if you get into that fear you're pushing out love but if you come from love okay even if you make a mistake he'll repair it if you're obedient to him That's yeah good. That's so good. put your heart out there first i you know listen, I, listen god's blessed us with intelligence and so many people are so smart but the mm. smarter, more intelligent people, I've got to coach even more because what happens is they get in their head.
0: Yep. 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 And they, start,
1: they start running every angle known yeah. to man, right? Yeah. I mean I can't like, relate
0: you, to that at all. <laughs> yeah, right,
1: right, right. It's like it's like, you know, what if, you know, and so we yeah. run the tape, you know, and but we've got to get out of that because. You know, there's what you don't want to be is you know 78 years old thinking I wish I would have started that company. I wish I would have invested in myself. I wanted to be able to create wealth to pay for my grandchildren's college. Well, regrets is straight from the pit of hell. So I would rather go out there and do a full face plant than have regrets. Yeah, yeah. And if and if you do it right, you find you found surround yourself with eagles you'll go through that and you have people that walk you through it that's why community is so important look jesus picked 12 guys to hang out with right he could have easily just picked one right yeah and and let's say he just chose peter peter was great you know peter was kind of a ba right he liked to take people's ears (laughs) off he he was a scrapper he would you know but he also he also denied jesus three times
0: yeah But,
1: but, but look what happened. He had 12 people with him and how many were called to the trans transfiguration? Three, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: many are chosen. Few are, you know, many are called, few are chosen. And so, you know, you know, it's real important to be able to step out of the boat. Peter stepped out of the boat. Yeah. He stepped out of the boat. I think he was probably in a little fear, but he stepped out of the boat when he looked at Jesus. Though he started walking on water. As soon as his eyes came off that, we all know what happened. So go with love. Because Jesus is love. Jesus is all about love, right? The enemy is all about fear and anger and and lack. Jesus is all about love and abundance. John 10, 10, the enemy came to kill, steal and destroy, but Jesus came to give us life abundant.
0: That's it. That's it, man. Preach it, brother. I love it. I love it. And and like that ability to come into alignment with your, your thinking and your mindset is such a key, isn't it? Because when you talk about, stepping into and stepping out of the boat and face planning or whatever that is and not looking back, it's like, you know, our our businesses are a reflection of, of our, they're a mirror of our heart and our mind. Totally. And, and I, I feel like that conditioning, which kind of makes me think of your Air Force uh, experience, but the ability to condition and renew your mind con- consistently daily is so important too isn't it because where your attention is uh you know your heart will follow and you you know you, you you create what you focus on and our minds are designed to to be able to grow and achieve we have this innate desire for freedom that he put within us we have the desires in our heart so coming into the slipstream it you know it's so much about the alignment of your mind and your heart with the word it's one thing to believe the word it's another thing to come into alignment with it and and fully really believe it emotionally as well isn't it and so I love what you're saying like I'm totally with you and it's 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 awesome you know that, that the eagles around you like I know that you know we we started to do some work this year together and just when people get you and they they pull you up that and they get you and they understand you and they have the ability to challenge you and still um, pour into your heart that that's like a winning formula isn't it and I love yeah. that you do that and I love that you and Stacey do that together because I know that it's really key that unity and that that uh you know that the partnership that you have in your marriage but also how you sew so into people because it's very relational as well isn't it? it's not just about the individual it's about everything in their life and so, yeah. so uh, tell us a about the next level experience like how often do you run it uh, and i know you've got some coaches on board uh yeah. which is exciting so who, yeah. who would be somebody that would come to a next level experience what kind right. explain I'll to me the, who, the person who gets the most out of it
1: yeah it's a good question i'll tell you who doesn't come to next level <laughs> Okay. <laughs> yeah we, we we really don't want any snowflakes okay yeah. uh you know, if you're gonna get offended easy, cause I promise you, I will offend you.
0: Yeah. Okay.
1: Uh, and not on purpose, but just because, listen, it's a radical shift in, in next level experience. You mm. know, basically what we do is, is the glasses that you're wearing, okay, maybe for the last 20 years, 30 years, 60 years, 40 years, 35 years, we're gonna take those off and we're gonna put you on a pair of glasses made by Jesus.
0: Yeah, and so good.
1: You're gonna be able to look uh in, in this 3-day process of maybe for the first time see how Jesus really looks at the world and you know so who's our ideal person to come there somebody whose life is basically working you know mm-hmm. we're, we're not a hospital we're yeah. not there to, we're not there to fix anybody uh if if you're an alcoholic god bless you go you know 12-step get delivered if you're a drug addict god bless you go get help you know go into na whatever you got to do but this is not for you this is for people whose lives are working now that doesn't mean maybe you're in between jobs you know you're looking for a new career you want to start a business whatever uh or you're in a regular job but you want to get promoted uh or maybe you just feel stuck you know, you wanna you know that God's got something more for you, but mm. you know, the 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 turkeys that you're flocking with are not eagles.
0: Yeah, <laughs> right? that's it. That's it, that's and so,
1: it. You know, you need to find a new maybe a new tribe or a new, you know, eagle's nest. And so um so, you know, it's for people like that. We have people everywhere from 18 to this last time we had uh, a gentleman that was 74 years old and, yeah. and all, you know, all points in between. And so we have entrepreneurs, we have doctors, we have lawyers, we have housewives, we have house husbands, we have uh, school teachers, uh, we have, you know, entrepreneurs and uh, and we have professors. We have a lot of pastors. We have, it's just, it's just a, it's wow. a great diversity. Yeah, and we get people from all of the states. And we had, you know, uh, we have people come in from Mexico, from Colombia, uh, from Canada, uh, Australia. We had a fellow in there from Australia. Uh, we had two people from Australia this last time. So, uh,
0: uh-huh.
1: and guilty. they got stuck here during COVID. So, if what they ever the
0: let us out of here,
1: <laughs> they couldn't go back. And so it was really good. So, with that, though, you know, what we tell people look, it's hard, it's Holy Spirit, it's fun. It's hmm. it's an experience, uh, and we you know Stacy and I've been doing we've been actually doing programs like this for 25 years, but we brought, when I came to Jesus, we brought the Holy Spirit in this program, because this yeah. is the way we tra- we trained a lot of our sales reps. We had over 20,000 sales reps and and uh, right. around the country, and so we put them through those tra- trainings, but I wasn't following Jesus at the time. They were effective trainings. They were good, stuff that we've picked up from different places and different things that we've read, and and then our own personal experience. Uh, during the YPO, we learned a lot, the Young President's Organization that we were with, but mm. then when we came to Jesus, and I, I came to Jesus, everybody got... Hot for Jesus and the Holy Spirit. And then so at Upper Room, uh, like six years ago, we, we took him on a retreat and we put him to an NLE. And stacy mm. was really nervous about it. She really yeah, was it.
0: she? why yeah, because
1: because we really come at you. Okay. I yeah, always tell yeah. people I yeah. say, start leaning in because the wind's gonna be blowing back. But, <laughs> I can relate to that. <laughs> but that's how you get where you're at. Let's yeah. really Cool about that is is um afterwards the pastor of Freeland came up to me and said, Man, this is revolutionary. And we need this in the church. We need this. We need this in the Christian community. So we, we, we really want Christians to come in every now and then we'll have somebody that's of Jewish faith or somebody that might not, not they, they, they've been introduced to Jesus. They're not opposed to Jesus. They just don't know Jesus. Yes, And that's fine. And as long as they know that we're going to talk about the Holy spirit, we're going to we're going to bring the Holy spirit into this and we're going to bring uh-huh. Jesus into this. And Hey, we've even had uh, people give their life to Jesus during NLA. We baptized them in my pool so one time. Good. So Yeah. Good. It was really so cool. Good. So, yeah. yeah. So, so, you know, it's for people's lives who are working, but want to take it out further. We've had people come out of here and write amazing books. We've had people start brand new ministries and build mega churches. Uh, we've had people make movies. We've had people start their own businesses and become millionaires. So it's really it's really kind of fun uh it's three days it's intensive uh and we don't charge any money up front for this and so at the end of the three days if you said aunt eh, mcintyre that that was a big waste of time all right part friends you know but if the, somebody loves it i mean we've had people say man this is the best thing i've ever done i love this it's changed my life you know they'll bless us with a lot because it's not that we want the money we want to pay it forward yeah and so, everybody from the previous class gets to pay it forward, and the next class gets to stand on those so shoulders. Good.
0: So yeah. good. I love that. I love that. It sounds like it's the thing that's jumping out of me is the word experience.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's called experiential learning. And what that means. Yeah. It's kind of like learning how to drive a car, right? Let's say if you grew up in, you know, Sydney and you never had to drive or you're in Manhattan, New York and and all of a sudden you say, "Hey, I'm moving to Texas and, you know, we need, got a lot of roads, I need to learn how to drive." You can go to YouTube and look at how to drive, right? Yep. But you're not going to learn that way until you get behind the car and experience it. That's so it. we we have yeah. a lot of exercises to where you experience this thing and 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 the nice thing is is once you learn how to drive a car or a bicycle, you learn that experiential too is you never forget. Right. That's it. And yeah. You can drive the car, yeah. put the
0: pacifier in the baby's mouth, <laughs> lipstick, right. answer that's a right. phone call. Yeah, and, text. And forget <laughs> you got there, right? <laughs> exactly. <Yeah. laughs> I think that's why we we, you know, connect so much is just, just that understanding of the level of hunger of people, because when people are super hungry, like you know, it's not for the faint-hearted, is what I say, you know, for my clients and I know when you said that to me, I'm like, bring it on, you know, because <laughs> it's like, I can't get enough, you know, I can't get enough. Uh, and uh, so it's, it's wonderful what you're doing. And I feel like it's a high performance, you know, the people are pouring out, the people who got to, want to make a big impact, the people that have got are leading huge organizations or are running a business. They're often the ones who actually need to come into a place and yeah. this is my experience with clients but also myself it's like coming into a place of rest coming into a place where they're not the one just giving out pouring Perfect. out and, and i feel like in this yeah. season you know it's those eagles that need pouring into come and that's there. what i'm like excited about is pouring into eagles and seeing yeah. what you're doing with pouring into eagles because you know eagles attract eagles right and when yep. you're an eagle you're flying higher than most of the people around you so it can be very lonely <laughs> and i remember you yeah. said something funny to me you said what was it was that you said it's lonely at the top yeah
1: but, but the view the view's better <laughs> and <laughs> you got more room <laughs>
0: yeah that's it i love it so good so good um your, well let are better yeah <laughs> let's land this eagle plane uh so where can people find you michael
1: Oh wow. Uh, they can go to our website, which is uh www.themichaelmcintyre.com. <laughs> and, and I love the whale. I love
0: the, <laughs> That's the big one, man. <laughs> yes. And they
1: all can, they also can check me out on uh, Instagram at, at the Michael McIntyre and on Facebook and the Michael McIntyre. Uh but uh themichaelmcintyre.com. You can check it and see when our next NLE is. I think it's August sixth, seventh, and eighth. And and then, you know, the, the, you know. The, the main thing is that uh, it, people get to get transformed sometimes. And what are you said, what you said too, is really important. We create a safe place for people. Yeah, you know? and it's a real safe place. And so, uh, yeah, it's it's and it my you know, Stacey Stacy is there with me, and she's really the genius behind it. She comes up with all the good stuff, and I just come out there and I I, I do my thing, and I'm kind of the face out there, and then finds
0: the crowd. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh,
1: and Brianna is the uh, our chief operating officer. She's our, our middle daughter, and she keeps all the plates spinning like a miraculous thing that she does. And and our, our family meetings, I I keep telling Stacey, I said, you know, we should make a reality TV show about you know <laughs> about our family meetings because oh my gosh, are they they are intense, man. I mean, you know, we I love I love it, but man, we get in there and it's like oh man, it's like an hour. It's like it, it's 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 a battle zone. <laughs>
0: wow. Uh, look, I feel, I feel like it's hard to work with family unless, you know, it's a, it's the natural fit, right? And because yeah. there's so many dynamics in relationship, I've experienced that as well. And um, But, you know, if you can make that work, and I love that it's your family because this is a season I believe that, you know, the mothers and the fathers in the kingdom are what, the world needs now it's love we love and that. it's not it's not just mothering and fathering, you know, it is pastoring and, and discipling, but it's also from the business perspective. It's 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 being able to see into them, speak into them. And this is this is what I've noticed and what I love about the way that you um, coach and lead and the way that Stacy does as well, is that you you see and believe into people's futures. You see and believe and yeah. you see what's in them, you know what's in them and that ability to dive deep and quickly into what is within someone because high performers also, they don't like to wait. They like to run.
1: That's right. They're
0: impatient. And so that's I'm right. like, don't give me another coach that just takes four hours to get to them <laughs> and that's, right. you know, there's a there's a holy frustration <laughs> to get yes. Get to the, you know, to make the impact to, and so I love that there's like this, this ability to like mother and father and come in with this gentle and safe space to pour into people. I just love that. I think there's such a need for it in, in, on the earth. And I don't think there's so many places that, that are able to have the capacity, you know, that sometimes it'll be angled on one area, you know, it might be like, christianity or or pastoring but then the other part of their life isn't working they're not making any money they're, they're broke or they right. hate their job and so all the relationships that so it brings it all together when you're holistic and i believe fully in that because i can't see how people can actually achieve their life goals and be who they're meant to be on this earth and connect with jesus more without it being there's blind spots right yeah. <laughs> so that's awesome i love that so well
1: <laughs> now, let me say, I want to say something about that, because what you said is really good. And, and because what you know, you're a high achiever, and you know, I'm a higher achie- high achiever. And so we want to move the needle right. And what I loved about you on here, Louise, is you, you, for your people, you want to move their, that needle too you know, Mm -hmm. and, you know, and you do it so well with not only your experience in the corporate world and as an entrepreneur, but you're prophetic is what puts fire on your stuff. And that that's, that, (laughs) that is unique the way you do. And you operate in that, that place and, and you get the, you get your people and you coach them into that place because it is holistic. And, but you've got this prophetic gift. It's amazing. And I've seen you operate. I, I, I got to see some of your people and how you do your thing. And, is I'm in awe of how you show up in that and how you love people into that place. And because you like, as, because I think you coach the way you want to be coached because you like to move the needle now, right? Yep. Yeah.
0: The delayed
1: gratification, you know, man, that's sometimes hard, you know? And that's so, it. and, and look, you know, w- what you're saying that, you know, a lot of people might be in a season they are financially difficult, but in, And I believe, like you believe, Christians should be the wealthiest people walking the earth. That's it. That's it. And, 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 you know, the Good Samaritan, people say, well, you know, is that biblical? Well, look, the Good Samaritan, okay, wouldn't be famous if he didn't have any money.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's it. Come on. (laughs) And it's renewing of the mind because people believe so many lies about money. They have not had the toolbox to shift their thinking around money. Because they might believe you have the power, to, they might hear you have the power to get well, but then they're over here in fear about how they're going to pay their bills. And that is just a mindset and a, and a, and a habit of thinking. Yep. But no That's one's right. ever shown them how to shift it. And I feel like, you know, when you've gone through all those seasons as you have, as I have, of being in the Valley, man, like I've been on my face, you know, trying to hang on to a house. I know you've been through some Valley seasons Absolutely. Those seasons, like you said, in the storm, a preparation. And if you can have peace and learn to have peace in the whole process, especially when you're a high achiever and you get frustrated, that is such a key. And that's that's a toolbox because it's not something that people get taught how to do or how to practice.
1: That's right. You've got to you've got to endure through that, and that adversity brings character, right? Yeah. And and that adversity that God puts you through, you know, it's a character builder. And, And You know, because and you know, Stacy, Stacy and I have been broke twice, right? I mean, broke, broke, like broke didn't couldn't afford the cheese and the big Whopper. (laughs) (laughs) Burger King broke, all right.
0: And, And she was
1: like, she was like seven months pregnant. Macaroni
0: cheese broke.
1: Yeah, when it was peanut butter party.
0: on toast. Benjamite on toast broke. Yeah, <laughs> Man, again, exactly. Now I've got it. Now I'm going there, and that's silly. <laughs> yeah.
1: No, it's good. It's good. But I, yeah. I, but I I want to let you know on a secret. We didn't like it either time.
0: <laughs> oh, amen to that. Amen to that. it yes. sucks. It, sucks. <laughs> it <laughs>
1: does. And and that's not. And and listen, I I get people. I you know, I get some businesses that you know they have you know a million dollars of revenue or 2 million dollars of revenue but they got you know a million dollars of debt and they're just barely making payroll there's a problem there okay and yeah. the in the problem it, it could be it could be relational you know with mm. the spouse right yeah. it could be physical it, you know not getting enough sleep it could be spiritual you don't have this connection with the lord and mm. it could also be a financial but maybe you're spending way too much somewhere else and that's what like you do you yeah. you, you come to that root and i and we come in there and we say okay Let's take a real look at this. And that's where you've really got to be coachable. And that's where you've really got to say, okay, because look, I promise you this. Uh, you know, you are the villain in every story of your life.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? When that's, you, <laughs> that's and, a repetitive problem. <laughs> yes,
1: yeah. There's one common denominator in all your junk, and it's you, okay. And, Thanks for but also, me that. <laughs> but also you can be the hero yeah, of your story. good, right? Yeah. And so What you know, we want to get rid of the villain and stop having the blame game and being a victim, yeah. Get out of that, be the hero, and be victorious. Yeah,
0: that's good. That's so good. I love it. I love it all. Uh, We, you know, this conversation needs to be had. Hey, yeah, come on. (laughs) And uh, it needs to be had. And and I'm gonna, I'm gonna wind up, but I, I love, have loved having you on here. I love how the conversations we have about. About what's happening and i think this is the frequency of heaven now this Um, ability to tap into this the holy spirit at every level prophetically for business it cuts through the ground breaks the soil breaks the chains and then the love and the grace and then the commercial acumen all of it together it's just like this is a slipstream baby this is where people catch those whales and the eagles can fly, the horses can run with grace, and and you 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 know exemplify the, those things. And I'm just I honor you for, for being a father in the kingdom because even those people who are you know multi millionaires can be broken at heart. And um, okay. so we That's are right. putting balm on the heart, and it's like it's like a master surgeon, hey, cutting. Through all the things getting rid of, and it can be painful, but there's a balm as well. And I love that about what you guys do and what you do, Michael. So, thank you. I am so excited. Um, we're going to do some more stuff together. Thank you guys yes. for all listening. I know yes. you're going to love this uh conversation, hearing Michael's wisdom from all his years, and uh, I am looking forward to uh, doing more. Getting over that plane and getting over to Dallas. That's where all the action is, man. And uh, get my cowboy hat on, get ready. (laughs) I've only been there once, actually. And I can't wait to come over there and uh, hang out over there and experience all of this and do some stuff together. So thank you so much for coming on today. And um, we will say, any last words?
1: Yes, just uh, look, uh, keep your blinders on. Keep, yeah. fo- keep, keep facing forward. Don't look left. Don't look right. Stay in the river.
0: <laughs> you had to say that you love saying that, don't you? I love saying that. Get in the slipstream of the mama and the papa whales, baby. And uh, stay in the pod. Yeah. 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 <laughs> we speak the same language. Okay. Awesome. Thank you. Louise. You're
1: amazing. Thank you. You're so amazing. I bless you. And I- I- I'm so glad that we're friends.
0: Thank you. Thank you. I received that. <laughs> and, Vice versa. (laughs) Ditto, baby.